And joining me now to discuss the factors driving activity is Rob Tao from Sasvin Securities. Thanks so much for your time, Rob. What have you made of uh, the investor activity today? Pleasure. I'm a little bit more muted compared to last week where we saw really, really large flows. Uh, but we still saw some uh, interesting results that we saw today. And, you know, those companies that did give results had good flow going through them. So, you know, people are interested in uh, in the market at the moment. We saw Bright going to be listing a new company as well onto the stock exchange. So, you know, there is interest in the market and investors uh, are still looking uh, you know, to, to spend money in the JSE. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at uh, some of those results. Let's start off with Vodacom. It was actually quite interesting drilling down those numbers from the top to the bottom line. Of course, group revenue up 7.7%, muted EBITDA growth of 0.6%, headline earnings per share declining 9.5%. We did see the share price reacting accordingly to that bottom line figure. What did you make of that performance? So on the services side, you know, they're, they're quite resilient and uh, their services business is, you know, looking really good. That once off costs at, uh, you know, that impacted in a business um, going through. And I don't think they will come come through in the next in the next quarter. On a corporate action level, they also got their deal uh, approved with uh, CIBH, which is the farmer business. It has to go through competition sport. But I think that in a relatively good consolidation phase, the dividend is still coming through. So the market, you know, costs going up. We saw the shop routes numbers, diesel going through the roof and, you know, all of the load shedding impacting earnings. So yeah. we've seen that starting to really impact businesses across the board. But overall, I think still defensive business and something you can own in your portfolio. Yeah. All right. Uh, just still, still sticking with the telecoms. I mean, we've really had... Uh, disappointing numbers, disappointing reaction coming out of their telecom. Also uh, coming out with a trading update saying that it expects headline earnings per share to tank by as much as uh, 55%. Uh, share price also declining over 8%. Could telecom find itself on its knees without MTN? It's really got a stretched balance sheet. You know, they've got a lot of debts on their balance sheet and they're really battling for cash flow. We saw it in their numbers now where they, you know, they've got, um, they're changing their business model and they have to outlay quite a lot of money for, for handsets as they move from prepaid to contract business. And you're starting to see how that impacts their earnings straight away. So they're under a lot of pressure. And yes, without somebody coming in to help them, if they want to stay ahead of the market and they want to spend on 5G towers and infrastructure, they're going to need someone to help them. Yeah. They are going to run out of money. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, the food sector really had good news coming in today, both on production and retail. Let's start off with retail, that being a shop, right? So the share price had a rally of about 7% the last time I checked after the release of that trading update, saying that group sales for the quarter will rise by 18.6%. Considering that the market was underwhelmed uh, the last time they came out with an update, and that was uh, results, would you say that these numbers... Uh, or what investors have been waiting for? Well, everybody is looking at, you know, how difficult load shedding is and uh, how it's impacting the consumer. Um, and you saw these numbers that, you know, they're still managing to do pull out really good numbers, even though they had uh, quite big costs uh, for load shedding, up to $100 million a month in our spending. But the, the consumer into that food uh, category is still spending money, still going, and they still seem to be taking market share. We saw uplift. 
um, in their in their liquor business, which uh, you know would suggest that they're taking maybe some market uh, share away from Tops and the Spa Group. So you know, really good set of numbers. The market rewarded for them operationally running just much better than than a lot of the other retailers. And managing with their their, their store layouts, where their stores are, to you know manage the load shedding quite well. And also with the, the new uh, distribution from uh, 6060, which is their delivery op- option, we saw in their numbers that they might be having, you know, a dark store, which they'll use as delivery section. And possibly, you know, we'll get more of those stores going forward. All right. Before we go to your stock, pick, I actually just want to check in on Braids. Of course, uh, good news coming out there as well. Uh, we did see the share price rallying. Um, so they're saying Virgin Active, although still some challenges, but it is continuing with its recovery you look also performing well, um, coming out with positive results, even in a challenging environment. And then you had uh, Premier Foods uh, with good numbers uh, as it gears up for a JSC listing. And I actually want to zoom into that upcoming listing. Is this an attractive one? I think the market really likes another new listing and a decent listing this time. You know, it's a relatively big company. The market cap will be about $8 billion to start. And another uh, option is... In the food uh, in the food producer business so the market would really like to see a new business they're going to be listing it at about six to eight billion uh Braid's market cap is only six billion now so you see how much uh, locked in value possibly has been in Braid or uh, you know after after a few tough years so Braid shareholders obviously will be happy to get something out of the business as well and i think you will see the market uh, buy into into premier they've got strong brands snowflake blue ribbon you know we all know their brands relatively defensive and low-end food side so you see it relatively defensive uh, in this sector, you know. Although you know, obviously co- food costs are still going up and input costs, the diesel again, mm. uh, you know, an issue uh, for for all of these uh, producers yeah. on the delivery of their food. But a really good listing, something that JSC needs at the moment. All right. So well, let's check in on your stock pick for today, Rob. So I think going back to the banks, uh, we still think the banks are defensive in the cycle. We still see interest rates moving forward and moving upwards, which is uh, good uh, for the banks. It helps their net interest income. And at this stage, it's not too high that you're starting to see the consumer fall right over yet. So we think they're in quite a sweet spot at the moment. And, you know, my stock pick in that in the group out of the banks is First Strand. They'll be more conservative than one or two of the other banks in how they lend in. And we see them as the best pick within the banks. They're going to get a good dividend and a good solid investment for the next uh, 18 months to three years. All right. So thank you very much for your time and for your analysis on today's markets activity, Rob. That was Rob Tao from Sassman Securities.